thank you for downloading this artist talk produced by the Art Gallery of South Australia for the 2016 Adelaide Biennial of Australian Art. In this live recording, artist Jackie Stockdale addresses her work on display in Magic Object. Thank you. Thanks, Lisa. Um, it's an absolute privilege to be invited to make fresh work for, um, for, the, for this exhibition. And the, uh, the topic, magic object, is so beautiful um, that since right from the moment of being invited, I started to see many things around me as being more magical than they usually were. <laughs> And even my son, he'd pick up things like a toy and say, look, Mum, this is a magic object. <laughs> um, just a little bit of background on myself. Uh, I graduated in 1990 from the Victorian College of the Arts and then travelled a bit or lived in different cities around um, Australia, including Hobart and Sydney uh, and Darwin. Then I returned to Melbourne. <clears throat> I've been there for about uh, 15 years or so. Um, I actually grew up, uh, I spent most of my childhood in Benalla, and that's northeast Victoria, Ned Kelly country, and um, I was invited um, only in May last year by the Benalla Regional Art Gallery to, um, to give them a, they want to host a survey show for the end of this year, and I said, okay, well, I'll give you, I have to do one Ned Kelly shot, and I was about to start the series, and um, I've and so I started researching and, uh, you know, driving around northeast Victoria and um, talking to locals and visiting the Ned Cal, you know, all the tourist places around Glen Rowan. Um, and then I was planning to make us, this first, first thing to do was to make a series of backdrops for the work, to stage the work. Uh, and I was in midwinter then, and I, um, I just asked one of the locals, where am I going to get a good shot that represents Ned Kelly, you know, a beautiful landscape, and he said, you drive to, through to Tadong to Stringy Bark Creek where the Kelly gang shot the cops, and he became an outlaw. So I was in my car and driving along the tracks, and um, it was uh, quite haunting, and um, I think that's, uh, yeah, anyway, so I went to the, um, the place where there's a little plaque and then there's uh, a Ned Kelly, the helmet is stuck into the tree and now the trunk's growing around it. And it's just funny, like even that in itself, being there in, in those in, in sort of significant or sort of odd places like that has, you do feel a sort of sense of strange sort of magic when you know something's taken place that's gone down in history. But I'm sure there's a lot of other things that have gone down in history around that area that also aren't documented to that extent. Um, so, yeah, I started taking photographs and getting a feel for uh, the country, the different, different places. And also, because the work's based on early photography, most of, say, these um, backdrops here, you'll see that they've, they're sort of... Can they create a nice halo around the subject, so they're, they're painted specifically to look good as, as backdrops. 
Um, and after, uh, you know, a month after working on the show, I was invited by Lisa to participate in this exhibition and so the idea of magic object came into the work. Uh, hang on. Yeah. Anyway, so I'm working on that idea and I suppose in the last, the exhibition before this or the few before this, there's, there's a lot more masquerade um, in my work and it started to then, you know, focus more on um, of the of maybe more predictable, you know, the object that the artist, that the, the subjects are holding. So I was... I, I was collecting objects and started with this one here, which is uh, a snow dome of Ned Kelly and it says, such is life, and then it says, it contains 100% real gold flakes. <laughs> and uh, and this, this, this is, although it's the last image I made, it's called the souvenir. Um, and a few other, I have to point out a few things two with the objects that I collected. When I was about 12, the, um, the bus, a busload from St. Joey's Primary School took us, they, we went to uh, the Glen Rowan and we went to the Glen Rowan Tourist Centre that has this fabulous animatronics um, display of five rooms of all the, the last, you know, the last shooting thing of Ned Kelly. And um, anyway, I found in the store... Uh, a candy stick, the same one that I had, sorry, so when I went there I was given a candy stick and then all these years later, last year I go back to the tourist shop and find the same, exactly the same one and it's got Ned Kelly written down the centre and it even tasted the same. <laughs> um, so, the, so I decided that the girls in front of Powers, uh, it's called Powers Lookout, this is another scene in the King Valley and it's Powers Lookout is named after Harry Powers, who was a bush ranger who apprenticed Ned Kelly. I thought that was ridiculous to name of such a beautiful mountain, you know, after a bush ranger. So, um, but I've called this the Powers Mountain and, hang on, the Powers Lookout. And um, they're all holding the lollipops that may become other things. Um, during the photo shoot, I... I sort of thought that I told them the um, you know the actors and models that maybe they they they're holding rainbow makers something like that but it's it was ambiguous and it still is but I, I still there's something that I still uh, feel you know about those um, those souvenirs that that I really um, they're sentimental to me um, yeah, <laughs> we could go on. <laughs> very, very good. There are magical objects indeed in these works and Jackie had this, it's kind of like you're the meeting point for the whole exhibition in that there's some really uncanny connections. Before Kate Road was even selected for the show, and if you are in our last panel you would have heard that she, Kate didn't know she was in the show until last November, uh, there was already Kate's work present here. So the magical spear that the man of Quinn is holding over here is actually a has been cast by Kate and it contains the resin-based glitter that Kate uses. If you haven't seen her ornamental crimes, ornament crimes yet in the vestibule, make sure you do before you leave today. They're wearing Kate Road earrings over here. <laughs> to, my, to my right, we yeah. have uh, the work of Abdul Rahman Abdullah and when I made my first studio visit to Abdul Rahman in Perth, in Fremantle, two years ago, 
This work had just, we were just finishing this work in the studio. The kangaroo. Uh, this work, yeah. I mean the kangaroo. Yeah, yeah the grey kangaroo the, that you can see there on the ground. So that's actually in Jackie's photograph. And then if you were in the last panel, you would have heard Heather B. Swan, whose work is further to the north, a couple of rooms on, talk about the role of the muse, and that particularly Astrid Connolly, the young soprano Astrid Connolly, and this is Astrid Connolly over here in this image. So all the magic seems to converge and cohere uh -huh. here in this space. There are some really fantastic kind of serendipitous moments. Can we talk a little bit, Jackie, about how people are fascinated, they keep asking me and I can't answer, mm. so you have to, sure. how you find your subjects, you know, you've got some uh, known subjects here, yeah. how you find them, what they mean, the man queen was here wearing that fabulous dress on the opening night, as many of you would have seen, so how, how does that come about, what is that about? Yeah, the man of Quinn, he was the first. Uh, once I saw him, I, I knew I had my Kelly. He's not really meant to be Ned Kelly, but he's Kelly's father. Um, I met him across a crowded room leaning against a tree. He was in a strange bar in Melbourne. And I, he's six foot eight. And he's, he was looking up like that, actually. And I just went to him and uh, um, said, you're my, I need you. <laughs> we need each other. And will you wear a dress for me and be, you know, Ned Kelly's father and hold a spear? Anyway, so I, so I worked with him. Um, he was very happy. Of course, you, you work with people that you know want to work with you. Um, it's, and so that was, yeah, there's a few across a crowded room, like Astrid. She was in, in a bar in my hangout in Melbourne. I met her and I just really go up and ask them if they don't mind modelling for me. And her friend Greta, who's also the second from the left, her best friend. So they were sitting by, you know, side by side. Um, uh, who else have we got? Ruby. Ruby's my friend from Queensland. Um, who did I ask? Paul Kelly. Oh, that was a joke. Yeah. <laughs> my friend who knows Paul said... Uh, why don't you ask Paul Kelly? And I went, oh, that's funny. If I did, I'd, I'd dress him up as a boxer and call it Kelly. And um, she said, okay, uh, I'm going to ask him. I said, all right. So I sent him an email and said, well, I explained it. Um, and then we chatted on the phone and he really liked the, the, this image. He knew a lot about Ned Kelly and he... Um, he knew this. It's based on... There's not many photos of Ned Kelly... And there's one where he's dressed up as, as the boxer after, after this fight. And that, this is taken from that, um, it's a homage to that. And we've got Missy Higgins behind the, the flowers. Um, I wanted to... It's funny because they sing together, Paul and Missy. And um, I knew Missy prior to this asking her a little bit and she, um, she's got some of my work. I thought that's nice. She likes what I do. And I really just talked to her, asked her if she, if she wouldn't mind. Um, I like, uh, I'm the um, sort of aim behind this one, which is different from the others, I think, is that I wanted her to be the magic object, only just revealing, her, you know, her, her eyes. Um, but she, oh, the other thing too with this, it's called Where I Stood and it's named after one of her songs, a beautiful song called Where I Stood. 
Um, yeah, so that's the story behind that one. And yeah, lots of friends who... Friends... Objects are far more, you know, there's, we, I don't think we think about them as, I don't think, I think there's so, so many that um, I think that's why we maybe hold on to the older, older objects. Um, but in this, I, I like the idea of the souvenir becoming an object. Uh, yeah, and I guess that also plays to the idea of photography as well. Like, yeah. You know, Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't have a lot to go on. Well, I'm working on it. Um, I think with the Ned... Okay, that, so I didn't mean to do a whole show based on Ned Kelly and I just got addicted. Uh, and, but when I was researching, I went to the Benalla Museum and talked to, to one of the historians and I said, I need to know more about the Indigenous history of what happened, what happened. So we've got Ned Kelly and all of this, but what, what, what else was happening? And, and this woman said, uh, here's a pamphlet. Have you heard about um, the Faithful Massacre? I'm like, anyway, that's about it. So, um, and I always wondered, I had a horse as a kid and I'd, I would ride around the bush and, you know, um, just imagine, imagine um, all sorts of, people living like, uh, you know, we'd pretend we were bush rangers, but I'd also imagine what it would have been like for the Indigenous people and why, don't, why haven't I heard any, you know, why wasn't I, hang on, 
so I made, I was happy with the tracker here. Um, this is called Along the Track. And that came from my research. It was more out of the novels and books that I was reading on Ned Kelly. And there was one that where, um, where there's a, a phrase or a um, little quote that I took. And it was when I was researching, I thought, I've got to, I've got to use this. And it said that um, these, the Irish bushrangers feared the black fellas. Um, they thought that they were equal to, to uh, a dead kangaroo. <laughs> so... Um, that inspired this, and they, they would, they this this one, and they would bring in um, black Aboriginal black trackers from Queensland, and uh, anyway, that's sort of evoked this tracker um, rubies from Queensland. <laughs> but um, I wanted her, you know, it even took days working with Ruby to understand the story together of what I was trying to say. And you still don't know what you're trying to say until you see it. But I knew I wanted her with, I wanted her on par with the kangaroo. I didn't want, so uh, I didn't want her, anyway, I wanted that, that, to get to that point where she owned the picture. And I, I think, yeah, I was, I was, yeah, happy, happy with that. It's not a fabulous question, but I absolutely love this image with the uh, with Astrid and Ruby, and it's to me it speaks so much about the hope and possibility um, possibility of Indigenous and Australian relationships. And I know Astrid's partly blind, but it's just so beautiful. And I you know what I see in it, and it's so subtle and walks just such a beautiful tightrope. But I just want you to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Um, I think uh, from the beginning I knew that I wanted a rainbow in the work. And uh, let's see what I say about this. I'm learning about this one. It's called The Offering. Did we say that? Yep. Yeah. Uh, maybe they're twins. They're just, I just wanted them equal. And that was tough. That was a tough shoot because there's one... It, there's slight moves and it could be really corny. Um, but I think, uh, I don't know, I think I worked, intu I know you're not meant to say intuitively, but I think I just worked, I had them dressed the same and I just worked intuitively on this. Um, I don't know, you just, you're there and you say, why don't you hold your hands out, why don't you know, close your eyes, open your eyes, stand like this, like this, that's it, that's it, no, and uh, it, it just came, it came about, but I think I've been wanting to say something like this. I've done other things like it, but I think I'm the most happy with this, whatever I need to say, and, and to include it in this series too, I'm, I'm happy, it's a part of that, yeah. Can you join me in congratulating you? Thank you. Absolute pleasure. Thank you.